0: Another, Ian Collins Wants a Word Fat. Powered by the Mitsubishi Outlander. The word automobile is a mix of the French word auto, which means self, and mobile, which means moving. The word outlander means intelligent, economical, luxurious, and safer than ever. Perfect for moving yourself around in serious style. Hello! Hello!
1: Ian Collins wants a word.
0: And in the words of Mother Teresa, how are you, you bunch of bastards? Lovely lady though, Kev. Very nice. On the show, this. Where is Chuck Norris? A flippity gibbet's worth of this.
1: Yeah!
0: Ah. And we'd be made to look like phenomenal bell-ends if we didn't share the love with some of this.
1: My name is Peter Capaldi,
0: and I am the new Doctor. And I suppose you could call this in some sort of way a, a, a special. Could you? It's a bit special. Oh? Speaking of a bit special, look, here's... <laughs> here's, oh. Uh, oh. here's Sideshow, oh, no. Kev. It is a... No, no, I was, I was sincere in my, I, my special analysis. There, this is a special. Yeah. How special? How is it special? What? How is it special? Well, yes. Good lord! If you have to ask, Kev, that's all I'm saying.
1: Well, work with me on this special. Getting closer to Christmas, I suppose. There is that. Getting closer to the Doctor Who fiftieth anniversary special this weekend. Very exciting. Is it this? God, yeah, it is. Yeah. On the last episode, we spoke to the the Whoie. Blocked her. Yes, we did. Blocked her. Yeah. yeah. One he of your stuff. fellow. What are you called? Who? Hooey's. Doctor Who fans. Who is? Who is? Is that right? No. Who is? You've got Whovians. about. Like you're Hoovians. No, you know. Hovians. I meant to ask him why Doctor yeah. Who fans don't like Doctor Who, but that's another question. Speaking of questions... No. Questions and feedback via social media... Yeah. ...and uh, ITV teletext, because I said CFAX last week... And some people complained, yeah. saying teletext was far superior. Because so it didn't represent the common people. That's right. It had something called Digitizer on it, which was all about video games. And apparently I should have given that some representation. So there you are. And when fast text came out. Yeah, yeah. That was just, that wasn't even that fast. Well, it, just no, went, it was awful.
0: Yeah. But often quicker than some internet connections today. Yeah,
1: name them. Yeah, all of them. From Kim, can you, st- <laughs> can you still get victory V's? <laughs> victory V's? For the benefit of our 18 and 19-year-old listeners... Is it a cough sweet? Well, I don't think it was meant to be. But Is it like they were fishermen's friends? Yeah, they were sort of a bit like those, but they were they were square. And they tasted like... um shit. No, no, that's not fair. And I think that's that's a terrible thing to say. They they, tasted, <laughs> well, they had a tin? No, but they, they tasted like shit if it had been buried underground yes. and shat on by many generations of other creatures for many, many hundreds of years. And then covered in rancid expired horseradish sauce that's pretty much what they were and i think they were meant to do your throat some good but they were <laughs> bloody awful and as a kid you'd go oh. that because you coughed your esophagus back out <laughs> yeah if you tried it i don't know if you could still get them apologies to the makers if you can and they're now yeah, crying because you sure slacked them off yeah i doubt it yeah but um yeah a fisherman's friends you can still get though right i i'll resist the obvious but i think you can yeah Paul says, so it's nearing Christmas and still no road trip. Excellent point. Are you pair of bozos for real? You promised us wheels. Where are they? I go, I can tell you why. Why? It's because somebody decided they were going to have a baby.
0: Yes, but we can still do the wheels. Wh- when? And the road trip.
1: We'll when are we do doing it. it? We'll do it around the block. <laughs>
0: I've got to be near home. <laughs> we'll just keep... Going round the estate, Kev? No, the
1: road trip could be you driving your beloved to the hospital. Oh, that would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah, off-road. Did
0: you do a practice run to the hospital?
1: Uh... Did, you, did you know where it was well enough? Yeah, yeah, very well, yeah. Oh, well, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not, not that far, so it wasn't really an issue. So what, did you just mention you when I get there? <laughs> Kev sent me? Yeah. We've been expecting you. Yeah, he'll be fine. No, it really depends on the time of day, though. For those who have skipped a few episodes and you're only jumping in because you saw the awesome title of this yeah. episode, Ian's having a baby, not personally, but his, his his beloved is, and that's wonderful news. And it happens in January, so we're talking about it a little bit because, you know, babies are cool and all, and he's about to have the shock of his fucking <laughs> life, which I think is awesome. Yes, I think I'm just going to walk around like a zombie for two years. I think it's going to be more like 18. <laughs> Quite possibly.
0: Yeah, I've got rules. I've made rules already, Kev. I think they're all going to go out
1: the window. I aren't mean, they? it's getting closer, so you uh, you must know what's going in the bag and, you know, where the bag's going to be kept. Bag? So, well, you have to have a bag of stuff to take, you know, because she's probably going to, may well be in there overnight. You need a bag of, like, you know, clothes for her or stuff. Oh, what, stuff. like in case you go out for dinner or something, yeah. like a yeah. suit? No, no, no. Right, okay, no. I see. And that you're also going into a car seat. You need to yes. have a car seat, have that all installed so that you can put the baby in, take the baby out and all that kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Because yeah. they won't let you leave the hospital unless you've got a car seat. And a hat, I understand. And a hat. Yeah, I always wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> poor kid with his giant trilby. <laughs> all right, son, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> now the child has a cigar. <laughs> Young Kavino. from simply B. I'm a big Fall Guy fan. (laughs) um, So how about Lee Majors as a guest? Any chance? Um, Wow. He's he's still around, isn't he? Yeah, Uh but no, it's funny. Talk me through this, if you would.
0: Um, Lee, right, Farrah Fawcett, who died, uh, had a long-term relationship, marriage with Ryan O'Neill. Yes. And I think he was with her when she died. Yes. They might have split, but they were still very... Burton Taylor thing going on right. in, that, in that department. Mm-hmm. But was Farah Fawcett ever
1: involved with Lee? Married, Buck? I think, yes. Yeah. Or if not married, then certainly long standing couple. Because all this business the Doctor Who has the fucking exclusive on Metamorphosis Yeah.
0: Farah Fawcett in Charlie's Angels metamorphosized into Cheryl Ladd.
1: But it wasn't the same character, was it?
0: No, it's a completely different character.
1: Right, so what are you on about? Yeah, but for
0: me, as a little un, Mikey Boy Handsome. Had poster, a big thing. Yeah, about. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for God's sake! Sorry, everyone was thinking it. He had a big thing for Farrah Fawcett when he was a kid. So he tells back in Canadian Land. Yeah, he had posters of Farrah Fawcett. There's a famous, a famous hair poster of her leaning back. Oh, he had that on his wall because the other two. Now, can you name the other two? Kate Jackson. Kate Jackson was one, and, and Jocelyn. No. No, I don't think so. What do mean so, no? Because I would remember it straight away. Kate Jackson uh, was that a Kelly? Was it someone Kelly or did she play Kelly? It was
1: like Jocelyn Smith, or something, wasn't it? Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline Smith.
0: Jacqueline Smith. There you go. Jacqueline Smith was to me as uh, a little and she was the good-looking one, right? And then far a force it went, and I thought, hey. and then Cheryl Ladd <laughs> came along, who I think is the daughter of Alan Ladd, right? Famous uh, Hollywood actor. And that's all I know. And then, of course, 20 years later, it came back in a shite film. Two shite films? Two shite films. Yeah.
1: From Andrew Lloyd Webber.
0: (laughs) Andrew Lloyd Webber! (laughs) Andrew Lloyd Webber!
1: Collins! Yes. (laughs) Why am I answering uh, somebody purporting to be Andrew Lloyd Webber? I don't know. Collins. Why do you take the piss out of musicals all the time? Have you ever actually seen one, you uncultured (laughs) nob? We don't take the piss. Out of musicals. Well, you're not a fan of musicals. I'm not a
0: fan of musicals. Nobody, I think, is a fan of. It's when something could be said in normal words that they decide to uh, sing it.
1: Yeah, well, if you're a fan of realism like we are... Yes, we are. Then Ian Collins, he's having a baby. Which is interesting because his sexuality was a bit of a maybe.
0: (laughs) Will it be a boy or will it be a girl, or could it be a Cadbury's Twirl?
1: <laughs> what? That's why I don't like musicals. They don't make any freaking sense. I, I, yeah, they just they don't. But then musicals is like everyone like people like Glee for a while, didn't they? Yes, yeah, some people like Glee, and then it sort of it started to get not very good. What apparently. about fame? What about fame? When fame was around. I'm very young, but I'm sure I saw the reruns of it. Yeah, we all saw the reruns on Gold. It was like... Bruno, Doris, all that Leg warmers and... uh, Yeah, it was all of that. Flash dance, the the Cara era. Yeah, old Jewish uh, music teacher. There was an old Jewish music teacher in those. Yeah, yeah. It was was a bad, bad show. But everyone loved it. It made somebody a shitload of money, I'm sure about that. Oh, I've got no doubt that it did, but it doesn't make it quality, does it? I mean, you know, Glee. I, I, I know people who love Glee, but even though it went off the boil... After its, like, second season. Still, never mind. Then watch the first, to be honest? Uh, from Braintree James. Now, this was exciting. Andre, give me some blankety-blank checkbook and pen music. Woo! Possibly for the final time, or possibly not. Braintree James sent me a link uh, to eBay. eBay is a popular auction site originally set up for those Pez dispensers, apparently. Yes. Yeah. You sent me a Pez dispenser the other day. Oh, the goofy one. A photo of it. Yeah, one. yeah. Was that at the Disney store? No, no, this was in a sweet shop. Okay. Mm, I didn't buy it for you. No, I noticed. There was a blankety-blank checkbook and pen on eBay. And yes. And it was a Les Dawson era one. The mm. gentleman was selling it. He's, he was selling two trophies, as it turned out. Uh, one of which was apparently a blankety-blank checkbook and pen without the pen. It was a blankety-blank checkbook. Yes, he lost he lost the pen, yes. And the other item was a Name That student trophy. Was it? Yes. Now, the blank-in-blank checkbook and pen, which I have to say, the, the way this was all set up looked a little bit suspicious to me. I kept an eye on it, and I'm pretty sure that it was another BBC... Fake in order to throw me off the scent, so because of the potential well, they scandal. Put it on
0: there for your benefit.
1: You know full well the yeah. amount of scandal the BBC have been through recently. If the blankety blank checkbook and pen turns out to actually be one of those things that wasn't real either, then people are just going to be very disappointed right. and never watch the BBC again. Yes. And you don't want that to happen. No. It went for two hundred and fifty quid. It didn't sell, did it? It did sell. No, it didn't. It did sell. Somebody actually won that. B- right. Okay. Here's here's my my limited knowledge of memorabilia. Well, hang on. It it went for two hundred and fifty quid. To someone at the BBC who bought it off himself, yeah. After setting up this, well, joke.
0: I was when I when I saw because you, you you kindly emailed me this link and said look at this because uh, we um am you know, we thought, do, do we, we do we purchase
1: until I pointed out yes we did until I pointed out it's a fake. Why would we want to buy something fake? Well, it wasn't just
0: that. Also, whoever was flogging this thing was they were asked for two hundred and fifty quid. Now, I happen to know that if you have an original um, pressing of Sergeant Pepper's album, it's not worth two hundred. No. So how the fuck the blankety blank checkbook and pen is which is already not real. Yes, if you've got a signed photo of Elizabeth Taylor, which I happen to have, it's not worth 250 quid. No. So a a, a fake blankety blank checkbook and pen It's not going to be worth 250. People do this on eBay all the time. They over. So I told you about the guy. Who, uh, I tried to buy the uh, a vinyl double album. I had it as a kid. It was like 40 or 60 of Disney greatest hits. Oh, yeah. When I was a little kid, I loved it. I loved the album. I loved the artwork on the album. I loved the covers. I loved the images from the films. Everything about it was brilliant. It was double album, and so it opened up, and inside was even more glorious pictures in that wonderful Disney stuff. Never knew where it went. Probably got lost during a move or something like that. Mm. And then one day, I stumbled across it on uh, eBay. There's probably loads of them on there now, but at the time, eBay was reasonably new. Saw it on there, and I won. I was the only person that bid for it, and I bid, bid like one pound 50 right and the guy didn't want to sell it to me and it all got a bit tricky. yeah so i sent the money off and then it came back and then i wrote to him again and never never heard back and he he just wanted to keep it for himself because he thought wrongly as some people do they get something that's old and they assume it's worth loads and loads of money whenever we used to do memorabilia shows on air on the radio people would ring in all the time convinced that what they had was worth loads and they they never were yeah the guy, by the way, selling the Disney album was also... It's interesting to look what people are also selling, as you said. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this guy was selling his own used sweatshirt. And the description was, possibly of gay interest, <laughs> brackets, you know the score.
1: Because <laughs> it was worn. Oh. Yeah. Oh, A worn jogging shirt. Oh, right. Yeah. That was a sweaty shirt. So I think the one thing we've learned is perhaps, uh, and I'm not saying this is the case, but this, this may well be our... Until someone could prove
0: tell otherwise. us otherwise, yes. The
1: blankety blank checkbook and pen thing. I'm aware of the fact that me banging on about it being a fake is growing, you know, it's wearing increasingly thin in the uh, you know, with all of the evidence that's mounting up against me. But more to the point, my question is do you fancy a name that tune trophy? It's only 50 quid. Okay, of all the quiz show
0: trophy things, which one has the maximum kitsch value? Which one could you put? On a shelf at home, and people who came round would go, Wow! or
1: people would go, Ugh. I think name that tune carries a bit of a, Ugh. Yeah, no, we'll, a, du- a ceramic dusty bin would carry a wow, yeah, but the blankety blank checkbook and pen, which takes us back to where we were because that's the opposite. It would be one. a well,
0: you think that'd be a well, wow? if
1: indeed it existed. Would it have to be a wogan well? Wow, I don't
0: would know, would it be no. a Dawson well?
1: Wow? I, I, I think anything but Lily Savage. Okay, is what about that? A bendy bully has that got the factor, pervert. Nikki via Facebook says, Ian, I recently sold you a book in a shop in Dartford, but I was too shy to say hello. Can I ask, why did you purchase a Ladybird book? Ah, yes.
0: Well, I remember uh, Nikki selling me the book. Do you? Uh, Of course I do. I don't often. I'll tell you why I did it. It was a very nice shop, and uh, in the shop, it had lots of old kind of knickknacks and stuff, you know, old boxes and signs and a lot of sort of 50s uh, retro stuff. Oh, yeah. And then just in the corner, there was a rack. And it was a rack of Ladybird books. But Ladybird books fell into two categories. Because there was Ladybird books as in the Elves and the Shoemaker, the the Premier League of all Ladybird titles. Mm. And that's what I really thought when I saw the Ladybird thing. I thought, wow. Is it going to be the three billy goats? Is it going to be the elves and the Shoemaker? Is it going to be the princess and the pea? Is it going to be Rapunzel? Those old... You remember those old oh, books? Oh, well, yes. Well, what, of course, what, what was so mesmeric about those as a kid were the, the photos that came with them, the elves and the Shoemaker, the colours yeah. of the little elves coming down in the middle of the night and knocking out a pair of suede boots was just fabulous. There's sort of purples and lilacs and silvers and golds and threaded with beautiful braiding and lace. It was just magical, these bits. So I thought it was going to be that. But the other category... That uh, Ladybird produced were things to look for in winter. Yes, they which did. Yes, were never quite as good because they were obviously more educational. However, on the <laughs> on the stand was a Ladybird book. Do you, I don't know if you remember this one called How Television Works? I will bring it in. You might you've remember got to. It. I haven't had a good old read of it yet, but I just saw Can it. Can we do
1: thought, it as an entire episode of What's the Word? I just think, you
0: reading the book. I think we should. It's the Ladybird uh, part of that whole you know, things to look for in winter British.
1: Birds and right. uh, all the rest of it, and yeah, how TV works. But I think my favorite Ladybird book was one about penguins eating peas. I don't think it was called that. I don't know what it was called. They were on a motorbike or something. It's on very odd. Motorbike? Penguins on a motorbike eating peas. That's all I can remember about it. If okay. you have any information about that book, then keep it to yourself, for fuck's sake. Uh, from um, Trev the Trucker, <laughs> where do you sit on Taylor Swift? <laughs> I don't-
0: I'm not even going to dignify that. No. I will actually uh, say something about Taylor Swift. Right. Can we just cut to the chase and concede? Taylor Swift is a performer aimed at Tina. She's not fucking Madonna. She's not Lady well, Gaga. that would be a story. Her. But this idea that, you know, when they try to sort of re- evolve an artist or they're trying to do it with... Miley Cyrus. Well, they're trying to do it with her. She's just now looking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and it's all a bit, you know, you feel a bit embarrassed for her. Um, with the Taylor Swift thing, you know, she's, tell us, which I don't think we'll be singing in five years' time because her audience will have got old and stopped listening to bubblegum pop. Right. So, which is what it is. But the idea that it's something more than that, that somehow it goes into the next genre, the sort of credible
1: genre. She's not Beyonce. More to the point, though, you've got all these uh, female artists around at the moment. I mean, Pink's been around forever. She's doing... Katy Perry is doing some solid work. Pink is credible. Jessie J, one of your favourites? No, Jessie J is a pop star. Yeah.
0: Okay. Katy Perry is a pop star. Katy Perry might be huge, but she's a pop star. So there's a bubble gummy factor, but there's a sort of cheekiness and an entertainment factor. I know she's sold just ridiculous amounts of, of units, so fine. But when you think of credible, if I had to think of credible, the three names I would think of would be Beyonce, Madonna, and Lady Gaga. Right. I would think of those three in terms of producing credible,
1: popular music.
0: Blimey. Hark at me sound like Mark Goodyear.
1: <laughs> Watch out, Radio One. Here we come. Yeah. Uh, from Manny Boy. What do you, this question came up last year as well. Uh, what do you think is going to be the biggest gadget this Christmas? Uh, so what's it? Well, what, what you got Xbox versus PlayStation 4 this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. They love doing that. Yeah, of course they do. It's, does it really matter now? Because people want yeah. stuff. Because we live in this sort of instant gratification society. If somebody wants something, they just buy it. Don't they? Because there never used to be an era of anything coming out. No. She so only had presents at Christmas. So now you've got things like, for example, Grand Theft Auto comes out. The yeah. new iPhone comes out. The latest laptop stroke tablet comes out, etc. You've got all of those things that are, you know, these these launches that happen throughout the course of a year. But, so that never used to be there. But they've still protected some things for the festive season. So you'll hmm. have the Xbox PlayStation thing uh, battling it out. And well, there's yeah. going to be yeah. some tablet detail as well going on. Pre Christmas.
1: Well, the PlayStation is out at the end of the month. That's quite exciting. You'll be getting one, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. What am I going to play on it? Space Invaders again. <laughs> That's all I play. You
1: could play all any number of I great games. I can't pretend to be a character. Yes, you well,
0: you... My imagination is too great to pretend to be oh, a right. character. Yeah.
1: Well, it's your loss because you could be having lots of fun. And when your 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 child has grown up to want these things, you will have you say, "Well, I I can't show you how to use this because I haven't played games." This is why you need a PlayStation 4. You're practising for, you know, 13 years' time when your kid wants to be playing some video games. I've just thought of something. I could write with Lloyd Webber,
0: Grand Theft Auto the musical. Oh, that's pretty good. That's what needs to happen. I've stolen someone's car. I don't think I'll get far. (laughs) I've been chased by a 12-bar. The 12-bar pops up a lot in these musicals.
1: Doesn't it? Uh, From Fred Stalin, Vampire Botherer. (laughs) My girlfriend really likes your podcast, but I'm not sure about it at all. Is it about fishing? (laughs) Yes, it is.
0: Uh, If you've got any questions you want to send to us, kev at onceaword.com. Ian at (laughs) onceaword.com. Oh, we love this. They might be... Here we go. You ready, Kev? They might be microscopic. Really? Yeah, just little tiny things in their significance. But these are those small moments in life that hurt your head, your cranial department. They send your brain into a spiral. A full-blown 360. There are those who will tell you to get over it. Doesn't matter. They are fools. They don't know what they're talking about, of course, because they do matter, minor as they may be. These are things that effortlessly screw up your day. They are random acts of irrational... Annoyance. Kev, have you got one? I have
1: two. Firstly, black paper napkins. You know when you go to, like, you might go to a bar or a function and someone will give you, like, a small square napkin which is made of black. It's a black napkin. What the f***? They're useless because you get, like, bits of black napkin everywhere. They're not comfortable to use because you're like, well, I can't wipe my mouth because I'm going to end up with, like, black paper across it. I can't wipe my fingers on it because it's just going to be a disaster and look like I've been... Feeling up an inkwell, so you really have to sort of think about these things carefully. I mean, I know they look cool, but they're actually not—they're not any use. You get red ones at Christmas, but I can—I can. The well, red ones are different. I though. can tie—I I
0: can sort of tie into your black napkin story. By the way, did you know? And I'm sure this is uh, reported as fact rather than showbiz uh. rubber, that Simon Cowell uses black toilet paper. Does he? Apparently so.
1: Does he really? Yep. Yeah. I wonder why that is. I don't know if he has has it made or whether there's a special company that makes it. Presumably he never uh, sees it, though, because he hires someone to wipe his arse for him. Oh, his arse wiper? Yeah, Louis Walsh. (laughs) (laughs) It's always there. And my other one is sausage rolls. Just for the pure and simple reason that they are impossible to eat without mass pastry carnage, as I like to call it. You can't eat one gracefully. Don't eat one in the car. Whatever you. No, do. but you just—it just ends up with bits of flaky pastry everywhere. Even, and this is the annoying thing, even if you try and keep it in the wrapper, it's just going to go like, pff, mass pastry carnage.
0: Uh, I've got a couple here. Uh, one is a three-way traffic lights. You know, temporary roadworks. Oh yeah. And the sign comes up. It says three-way traffic lights because temporary roadworks, the lights are always longer than normal. I don't know what the hell that's... It took me about half an hour to drive up my own road the other day (laughs) because they decided to have three sets. You just wait for... It seems to be ten minutes per strand. And you're waiting and you move forward a little bit and then there's the people who think, well, I don't have to move forward because we're not going anywhere anyway. Yes, you do have to move forward so the rest of the (laughs) f***ing queue at the back has some idea that this queue is actually moving. Have some consideration. That's why you have to move forward. And the other one are people who try to educate you on something without even wondering if you may already know what they're attempting to tell you. (laughs) Which is just one of those people who just transmit at you. They don't receive, they just transmit. We went to a little pub uh, the other day and the guy... Shouted at his dog and told him to f*** (laughs) off. It was the same pub. Was it? The same pub. but The same guy, I said, do you take card? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay, uh, pay by card then. So I got my card out and he said, don't, whatever you do, give me that. It will be illegal for you to give. If I took that card off you now, that will be completely illegal. Don't, give me, whatever you do, don't. Isn't that right? John, isn't that right? I was just telling you about the card. And he proceeded to tell us a whole story that technically, according to the law, he's never meant to take a car away from where the customer is sitting. Really? And the customer has the right to keep his eye on his card at all times. So if they took your card and went to the till and they put your card in, the that's technically, it's all this sort of illegal stuff. Now, what he never bothered to ask is to, A, whether I was a credit card expert and would have known this, a police officer, and would have known this, mm. a lawyer, and would have known this, somebody who also worked in a f***ing bar, and might have also known this. I don't know whatever the truth or the lie of what he was telling us was, but the bottom line was why did he feel it was okay to rant about this for about four minutes without once wondering whether we already knew
1: or, more to the point, gave a sh- I so want to go
0: to this pub. Well, it's when the dog comes out. When Lucy, the fat dog, comes out, yeah. it's just very funny. <laughs> Shelley says, uh, "This is a rational annoyance." People who almost glue themselves to my back in a queue at the checkout. What is that about? Well, scary. You feel isn't it? somebody's breath on your neck. I you could say something else there. Adam says, "Those eight-legged bastards that insist on pissing webs in my car wing mirrors." <laughs> I've torn down five of them now. Take the
1: hint. Hang on. Is that to spiders piss webs?
0: I just think it's some rich language he's using.
1: Oh, I see. It's not literally like, oh, I need a
0: wee. Oh, look, here's. here's I was going to have a wee, I was going to have a poo, but now I'm having a web. Because that would cause Peter Parker all manner of problems. Minky says (laughs) This is my favourite one, I think, of the week. Uh, Paint names. This one never used to bother me until today when I overheard a colleague ordering five litres of elephant's breath. (laughs) He's so right! (laughs) He's so right. I've been battling with this of late. Yeah. Just looking on those bloody colour charts, there's all manner of, of crazy descriptive titles for what is essentially a bit of green or a bit of grey.
1: Ah, well, now let, let me ask you a question Go for it. about all of this, because obviously, you know, you're going to be painting a nursery soon. And without giving anything away, because, yeah. as I say, I, I have, I, I think it's going to be a girl uh, called Kavina. Yes. Uh, I, that's perfect. But I mean, If not a little creepy. Would you be going for the whole sort of the whole sort of pink or or possibly blue, or are you going to go for something, you know, neutral? Because let me tell you this much, you can try to keep them away from the pink or the blue, but it doesn't matter because at some point they'll get sucked into that particular colourful vortex. That's right. Do they get sucked into it because of other
0: uh, elements around them? Or is there just a natural gravitational pull
1: to pink for girls and blue for boys? I think there might be. I think you can try and keep your kids away from it, but they all—they just, you know—and people say, "Oh, it's because of TV and whatever." But they will—they'll gravitate towards those colours. Okay, Philly
0: says people who ask how you are just before they're about to sell you something, and that's particularly pronounced, of course, in the street yeah. with the chuggers. Uh, guy the other day, he was from Amnesty. I don't know whether because most of them don't work for the charities; they just work for a company that raises money for the charities. Right. But I, there's obviously some that might. So whether the Amnesty guy was, I don't know. And he did that thing of, morning, how are you today? And then sort of proceeded to walk in front of me, but he was walking backwards with a big smile, doing a sort of partial Dick Van Dyke thing. Yeah. And I didn't want to see that, and uh, so I just kicked him in the nuts. <laughs> bit harsh. Just a bit. McBrucey says, people sitting in Starbucks on the free Wi-Fi on their Apple Macs.
1: I'm sure some of them must have Wi-Fi at home. It is a little bit pretentious, isn't it? Well, it is, but then, you know, if, if you're out and about and a busy man like yourself, then, you know, Wi-Fi comes in very handy. Yeah, I just think it's kind of people joining in with a kind of a culture.
0: It's a sort of learnt behaviour. I want to look cool. I saw a girl sitting in a ledge of a shop window of an Apple store in Covent Garden. And outside on one side of the building there's a ledge. She was sitting in the ledge using the Wi-Fi from the Apple store, uh-huh. Skyping her friend in another country. Just looked a bit. What point would you think that was all right? Well, she'd reached that point clearly. Dazza says, People telling you something, but interspersing the story with a number of blah, blur, blah, blur, blurs, and then carry on with said story. People do like the blah, blah, blur, blur phrase. Yeah, lazy, isn't it? So I went to work, saw my boss, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he came out and he said to me, You know, you can't blah, blah, blah. Some people are obsessed
1: with the blah, blah. There's more blur, blurs than there are actual uh, facets of the story. Yeah, boss came out and said to me, Blah, blah, blah. And I said, blah, blah, blah. And he said, talk fucking correctly, you're fired. Owen
0: says, people who moan when I leave at half past five on the dot, yet I get there an hour before my start time. Why, they roll in whenever the hell they want. Yep. Fair point. JP Smith says, people who hit the ground button on an elevator when it's full and has already been pressed. Yeah. You always get somebody who presses that. I just talked about the other on the train. Eh? There's a, there's there's a but- lift on the train. There's a lift. Well, there's a button on the door. Can do you of the live train. in space? <laughs> open the door. There's one button on the left, there's one on the right. They do the same thing. Oh, yeah. Usually, whoever's at the front has their hand ready depressed on the button to open it. Mm-hmm. So that when the train stops, somebody else from the back does not need to lean over and press the other button. No. Because mate is about. So it's in the similar territory. Someone's already pressed the button, but then I guess there are times when somebody doesn't press any buttons. No. So someone at that point has to break the button duck.
1: Well, yeah, but, I mean, we we could be here all day just talking about button pressing and lifts and, you know.
0: Uh, That's it, really. Uh, But Kev's here in a moment. In in fact, very, very short moment. And, you know, I like to flatter you. I mean, your taste is obviously impeccable and you know what you want from life, which is exactly why you should be driving a Mitsubishi Shogun. And the good news is you can now save up to 5 thousand pounds on this ultimate four by four with prices starting from just twenty six one nine nine and zero percent finance available across the range. You've just got to check it out for yourself. Pop by Mitsubishi-cars co uk slash shogun for some very special offers. Shogun, always capable, surprisingly affordable See I told you it wouldn't be long. Let's sideshow Kev's bit. Mm-hmm. bit in the middle
1: not Gary Davis. Gary Davis, wasn't it? Where's Gary Davis now? Where is Gary Davis? You know, Gary Davis, I, and I believe this is the case, but I could be wrong, um, his family were kind of loaded and they made all this money from, like, the scrap metal business. Really? Yeah, I made an absolute fortune. What, so when Free he ar- to him being a radio Yeah, editor. yeah, yeah. So when he arrived at Radio 1 doing this young free and single um, ooh, Gary Davis bit, yeah. you know, he, he already arrived from a, a little bit of cash. It was the genius of Radio 1 at the time to actually market people with gimmicks. Yeah. So... <laughs> no. So you had, like, um, Gary Davis was, like, the, the young single guy yep. who got all the women. Mm-hmm. Um, and Simon Mayer was the sort of
0: intellectual. Then there was Batesy mid-morning. Here's a letter from uh, Paul. It says, Dear Simon, in about 30 years' time, that kind of thing... <laughs> Not even going there.
1: It's Sideshow care's guide to internet protocol. Hurrah. Andre! I said Andre, not Audrey. Audrey! Put Andre down and let Andre press the button. Who let Audrey in anyway? She's always coming in about this time. Now then, the internet's a wonderful tool. Certainly is. With an entire world of information at your fingertips. Yep. You want to know about something or how to do something... It used to be back in the day, you'd ask Jeeves. These days, you just ask Google. you just type in something in Google. Type in a question, it will throw up a result. And people do ask Google questions. In fact, people do ask Google, thanks to the little instant search thing, some properly stupid questions. Mm. Here are just a few examples. Okay. Is the moon made of cheese? Right. So people have asked that question. People real. have asked okay. that question. People have asked yep. it because people, someone genuinely wonders about they it. They wondered about it. Can your baby get pregnant if you have sex while pregnant? Can your baby get pregnant? really? Somebody wanted to know. They actually wanted to know that somebody typed it into Google okay. because they obviously, you know, yeah, 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 wanted to know. What if Justin Bieber dies? He nearly did. I did. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you th- in London wasn't it? Do you think uh, when, when somebody puts "what if"? So is if, the impl- what, yeah. If you start typing "what if" in Google, if you type "what if," "what if," j it will come up with "What if Justin Bieber dies?" is one of the options. Scroll down. So, but
0: in order for that option to be there, as the sort of algorithmic properties of the Google, people happens, have asked it already. They've asked it already yeah. for it to come up. Yeah. Okay. So, does that mean that somebody has? To, well, it, would your thought be that somebody for a joke has simply put in "What if Justin Bieber dies?" or do you think there's sort of some daft teen girl who, who genuinely thinks there would be a global implication? Yes, I think. That, I, I think Bieber exactly died, that.
1: Yeah, exactly that.
0: Which is fascinating.
1: What would happen if I drilled a hole through the earth and jumped in? Well, I,
0: I'm, I think that's a perfectly legit question, frankly. Because there is, the, you know, if you carried on drilling, would
1: you come out the other side? Well, no, you'd go into the earth's molten core and die. Where is Chuck Norris? <laughs> it's, it's a perfect question. Perfect. But I don't know if it's some sort of, like, people who are stalking him or tracking him. It's like, where's Chuck uh, Norris today? What's he doing? Good point. I would imagine he's being a tough guy somewhere. Yeah. Here's another one for you. Do babies poop in the womb? Love it. The answer is kind of. I love this one. Is it rude to fart when someone is crying during a family dinner? <laughs> I I don't I don't even. Why Why would somebody be crying? <laughs> uh, what's the connection with that? Tell, tell you what, let's let's reenact it. You start saying you you be the guest, okay, and I'll be the farter. I'll right. Do like
0: fart. Yeah.
1: So you start talking about something. Okay. And you cry, and All then right. I'll do my bit. Right. Ready? Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's bad, really, because uh, we we had our little. Jack Russell from,
1: he was only at point and he, he got hit by a
0: truck. I'll never forget looking out that window and just thinking, Charlie, don't go on the road, Charlie, you lovely little Jack Russell puppy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it kind of spoil the moment, wouldn't it? What would happen if I ate myself?
0: How much of yourself could you eat before you actually passed out?
1: Uh, a couple of fingers. <laughs> I'm guessing. Cause... Would you do that by like, starting to eat them now, you, or you... would you chop them off and eat them? You... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the question. When you say it, if it's like, did you start with like your finger and then an arm? You, try it now. You, no, but if Go you, on, if you, if you try to bite your
0: own finger, you know, unless you have some kind of psychological disorder that is making you do something like that, which you know, are very real issues for some. Mm. But if you as a almost as a bed, so you, like try and bite some a chunk out your own hand, then you wouldn't be able to, because your pain threshold just kicks in and tells you to stop doing it. So you're not really in control of it. Your instinct, in fact, surpasses your ability to want to do it. You wouldn't be able to. So the only way around that would be to chop your hand off, stick it in a freezer, because you have to go to hospital to get the hand sorted out, and then... As your stump is on the hill, you then come back one night and go, what do I want? want a KFC, Mackie D's, Burger King? No, I don't think I'll have any of those. I think I'll have my own hand.
1: Well, let's find out. Back to the
0: freezer. Couple of baps. Let's find out how that works.
1: (laughs) Andre! Go eat yourself! No, don't start there. You can't reach. Is Lady Gaga a man? Why would somebody ask that? If you look
0: at the kind of more recent attempts at yet another... Gaga-based reinvention. I mean, there's a lot of breast-based fodder going on in them. Their photographs. I there, don't there, know. Not, I...
1: not a you know. I have to say, there's another way, but not a knob inside. Well, no, but there was a there was a there was a picture of her on stage where it looked like there was a little bit of you know, really? sausage. Really? Yeah. And people were like, oh, is she wearing something or is she? Okay. One? Yeah. Famous picture. If you Google it. <laughs> yes, I really want that on my hard drive. Yeah, just and don't, I... don't do it at work. Yes. And finally, is everything on the internet true? Well, of course it is. Absolutely everything. Every bit of it. Every single bit of it. So, yeah, people ask Google a lot of really stupid questions. A lot. As it turns out. I think alcohol is often involved in some of those questionings. Yeah, or stupidity. Or just abject daftness. That's my guide to internet protocol, with special thanks to stupidgooglequestions.com. Also... Next week, something incredibly special for you, Ian Collins. You are going to enjoy really? it. Really? You are going to love it. Has it got a Christmas feel? Because we're getting in the festive direction. Not quite yet. Mm. But don't forget, you could follow me on Twitter you at Sideshow underscore Kev. Email me, probably, at Kev at com. Good map.
0: Credit stream. <laughs>
1: And there you go, plimsoll bags at the ready, kids. We are, of course, back
0: in seven whole days. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do and want to help support this podcast, get over to iTunes to rate, review, and, of course, subscribe. If you're an Android user, you can try the free Stitcher app or download at stitcher.com slash once a word. Thank you to all of our guests. All can be followed on Twitter, as can we of course at onceaword.com the in-show feature and sponsor music is by Kevin MacLeod, his website is com. the show's technical operator Andre Porch, the programme was edited by Karen Mather, our intern was Nana Muscuri, and today's Chunky Fat comes courtesy of Mike Newell in Leicester who tells us that the sentence I am a Doctor Who fan is actually an anagram of I am an utter c*** Oh, one as ever the in-show catering was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. We are, of course, back in one week's time with a show so politically shocking that even our own lawyers are refusing to represent us. Until then, goodbye. A Big Things Media production. Things! <laughs> Another Ian Collins wants a word fat. Powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. Buy a flying car from only £14,999. Now, with optional automatic transmission, the ASX flies along both town and country roads without the need for any in-flight peanuts. Great guest this week.
1: Oh, one of the best.